Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. <laughs> oh. That's funny, huh? Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. That's right. We also work our nine-to-five jobs together, we teach together, and we own the Lovett Company. We do so much together, and we wanted to share some of our tips and tricks for living out our 24-7 relationship. That's right, a relationship that is all day, every day. Plus, we wanted to share with you how we managed to run our business alongside full-time jobs and still find time for kids, chores, and fun. So in this podcast, the Success in Black and White podcast, we will talk about navigating the gray in life. So get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to be bringing to you Real Talk concepts every week as we share some of our stories, best practices, as well as talk to guests about how they found success by doing extraordinary things in their everyday lives. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Success in Black and White. The podcast. We are back one more again. We are back one more again. And I'm ready. <laughs> Where are we coming from? Oh, we're, we're coming to you live from the, the house. You say coming to you live. Oh, yeah. Dang it. Oh, my gosh. You would have thought we would have had this by now. How many episodes? 70 episodes. Yeah, my brain doesn't work like, you know, and like that. <laughs> wow. So we're coming to you live from the house. We are. Yes. So are you ready? For real, for real. You know, I think I am. All right. Cool. So um, we are talking about today or tonight or whenever you're listening to this, um, the importance of context. And um, we just kind of been going through some things and just kind of been having some conversations. And this has seemed to have been rooted in all of those conversations, context, context, context. What do you mean? You know, um, and it's so easy when you're having conversations or you're involved in uh, different relationships with different people for things to be taken different ways, depending on who's speaking to you, how they're speaking to you and the context provided or the context that's not provided. Mm -hmm. Um, So we decided we want to jump on here for about 30 or so minutes and just kind of talk to you about, you know, some of our ways that um, we are challenged by it as well as um, ways that you can kind of use to help you, maybe understand the importance of context and and be able to apply it in your life when you're involved in communication or um, different types of relationships so um yeah i mean i think it's incredibly important no matter what you're talking about i mean we were talking about we were talking about context this morning in our small group at church yeah We've been talking about context in forms of, you know, there's an elected election season. And so yep. we're talking about context in forms of what are the political candidates 
actually saying and indicating, you know, um, we talk about it in terms of work. We talk about it in terms of relationships. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's super important. Yeah. So we're going to talk about it, um, today and, and hopefully put into context what we're trying to say and why we're trying to say it. Yeah. Um, so I was just kind of doing some reading up when we like actually assigned a name to kind of everything that's been going on underlining so once we figured out wow this is really about context i went and kind of tried to look up real quick what the definition of what context was and um, i just pulled out a couple of words that stood out and a couple of different different definitions that i read and um, for context some of the words that kind of showed up in all of the different um, definitions was um, like the circumstance and the settings are very important in context. Also, it defines your ability to communicate. And then I went on and I kept looking and um, I tried to identify like the different types of context, Mm -hmm. you know, that was referred to. And, and the definitions and that list just went on and on and on and on. So right. for the sake of uh, this episode and for the sake of you and I and kind of how I saw it um, showing in our most recent communications and then just in general in most of the environments that I've been involved in um, to where context has been misunderstood or completely left out. Um, I picked three and, and I shared them with April, um, but I picked three that I thought kind of overlapped into all the different areas of our lives. Um, and I think that most people can relate to these three more so than the long list. So um, I'll start off by listing those out. Physical context, expectation context and social. And I would add intellectual. Intellectual. Yeah, I think intellectual can kind of. Uh, it, it can be a standalone. It can also go in with social, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Social, psychological, I guess it could intellectual. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe those are just like three more that I just said. Maybe. <laughs> but I think that you can kind of group it in that category. But we can list it as a fourth, though. So we have physical, expectation, social, and intellectual, um, which are all very important contexts. And I think that they can overlap into all areas of your life and Um, When you're thinking about context and how you're providing it or how you may not be providing it, um, the different ways that it manifests and show up in your life and the people that you're communicating with or are in relationship with. Right. And, you know, context is really the meaning behind the meaning of whatever you're saying. Right. Yes. And I think that's I think this is incredibly important. And it just it's really permeated most of our conversations lately, because like, for instance, a certain unnamed politician after one of the debates last week um, threw out a Bible verse, a single Bible verse. And in the context with which that person was using it, it was taken out of context behind the way the author had originally written it, like for the Bible. And so I think this is what sparked my interest in having some of these conversations. But then it just kind of went on and we talked about it more. We talked about it over lunch one day, not yeah. in relation to that. We talked about context. <laughs> and the more I think about it, context, like for my professional job, 
is so incredibly important because I can't do anything. I'm an analyst and I cannot do anything. I can't explore any of the data or the stories behind the data or what it's actually trying to tell us about certain things without looking at all of the variables, which in reality are the context behind what I'm trying to, the story I'm trying to tell. Right. And I think that we come to that when you talk about the physical, you know, the expectations and the social. Yeah, definitely. So, um, let's, let's give some examples kind of, of what we're talking about and how the different types of context play into it. Sure. Um, do you have one or you want me to jump in? You jump in. Well, I'll do this before we talk about personal ones. I'll talk about a general one that I was thinking about when we were getting ready to um, record. And I was like, oh, context, context, general that people can like pick up on real quick. Right. And I'm not sure how involved in the media you are, um, but I'll use this. And then if you want to go do some research and find out more about what I'm talking about later, feel free. Um, But there has been this controversial um I guess social like thing that's been going on with Gail King and Snoop Dogg. Um, so after um, Kobe Bryant passed away and um, that whole thing was going on and the media was involved, Gail King did an interview. Um, and during that interview, she brought up some of the things about Kobe's past and um, when they recorded the interview, like it was a like media does, it was like a long interview and they recorded it. And then when they were promoting it and kind of marketing and advertising, it, they kind of picked out a snippet and that's what they aired. <sighs> so that's what the people got from the media is mm-hmm. that small snippet and that clip. And um, it basically was bringing up some of the past um of Kobe Bryant's past and it was like right after everything happened and emotions were still high and um you know you can say that showing respect to the family members and everything wasn't taken into consideration well Snoop went and responded to that clip and I'm not going to quote or even play some of what Snoop said because obviously on our podcast <laughs> We don't really, you know, we try to keep it PG. PG. Yeah. (laughs) So he said a lot of things. um, And basically he just was saying how, like, why are you going to attack this person who just passed away? And you're not taking into consideration his family and what they're going through. Show some respect and explicit here, explicit there, explicit everywhere. <laughs> um, and then I think one of the things when you're talking about context um, that he said was that he said, back off before we come get you. <laughs> so That's when like you hear that, angry. yeah, he was very angry. And when you're talking about type of context, like there was a lot of um, emotional involved and and social involved as well um or lack thereof yeah in the form of context so when he said that people who may have heard that um may have took that as like a challenge Mm. and i'm not sure how they replied to gail because snoop said that because he's a very influential person yeah 
And also, Gail was like, oh, my gosh, that's a threat. Like, I'm scared now. He said, before we come get you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, like, the escalation factor was high. was very high. <gasps> but the context, one, of the interview, I don't think was there based on the snippet that they took. But also the context of Snoop's message, I don't think was perceived either because he came back and he apologized. And um, one of the things that I, I've heard going around based off of this is like people were distracted by his choice of words and his tone as opposed to the point of why he was saying what he was saying. Mm. Um, and that and that is context. Yeah. And in his apology, I think he was able to provide that context and it kind of cleared some things up and she, she forgave him obviously, but he was saying, when I said those things, it, it wasn't originally like to disrespect you or to call you out of your name, but it was to shine light on X, Y, Z, you know, how mm. come you come after all of the, you know, the black males that have made it and have been successful and you're not attacking everyone in that same way equally across the board. <laughs> so this to me just brings up a couple different areas to be aware of when, especially in regarding context. Cause when you talked about context, again, it's like the meaning behind the meaning and right. so you really have to understand the entirety of the situation. And so when I think about the media oh and I goodness. think about social media, first of all, we might, I think we even had this conversation last week when we talked about politics. Probably but when you so. talk about media, it is designed to take things out of as much context as possible, put mm -hmm. them in, re spin them into the context that the media wants to portray, and then give it to you. And like we said, with major news networks, especially, you're going to get breaking news all over the place. And they might've just pulled, I could see this happening where, and I don't know, I'm using this as an example. And yeah. I don't know, cause I wasn't paying attention to all of the media storm after uh, Kobe Bryant's death, but they could have pulled just that small portion of Gail King's interview out mm -hmm. of maybe an hour and a half, an hour two and a half hour long, long interview yep, exactly. where she talked about the entirety of his life. And this was a very small snippet and they may have made her out to be a, um, terrible person because she talked about that one piece and maybe it made it look like that's all she talked about. And that wasn't the context within which she wanted the interview to happen anyway. Right. 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 And yep. then you think about this happens the entire Twitter universe is all you can't ever anybody who can say fully what they mean without using tone, without using um, providing background information, which is also contextual. And you can say what you mean in what is it? 150 characters or whatever yeah. they say. Yeah. If you can say that kudos to you. Yeah. But there is you. right. Nobody on this earth who can do that and actually have a meaningful conversation and so even the people who have more to say you'll see them label their tweets as like tweet one tweet two tweet three because they can't say it all in 150 characters yep. but the whole point of it is like you said social media is traction it's those right. clickbaits like it's it's to set you up and, and to give you the least amount of information as possible and um that kind of goes back to what we were talking about when we were kind of introducing this is we were talking about this at church and we were talking about scripture. And I think you even said this 
about one of the the politicians during the debate, which I don't know anything about that because I don't watch that nonsense. <laughs> um, but somebody used the scripture, and and I, like I told you, I'm like, okay, we talking about context here. Yeah, you better read ten scriptures before and ten after to try to gain some clarity on the context. But you can pull out and say a phrase or anything that you want to, right? And use it to fit what you're, you know, what you're trying to accomplish, right? Um, so, I mean, this is just what we do as humans, I guess. I think yeah. about the things that are, like you said, clickbait on social media, oh like on goodness. Facebook. Headlines are met, any headline, any news article, any pick up a Wall Street newspaper, and the headline is meant to be bait for you to read. It's usually going to be out of context, but you have to read the rest of it. And so, I think of how many times people will see a headline on social media on Facebook and they'll like it or they'll share it, but they don't actually read, they don't the read full it. Article. I know. And so then I'll get in arguments with people sometimes. And I know last week we said like, I'm paring down on this, but I'll get an argument because I'll go, I'll click it and read the full article. And then I'll go back and be like, I don't understand like why you said this one thing about this. You clearly didn't read the article at all. Yep. And so it's just really funny to me because I think our culture is used to taking things out of context. Mm -hmm. And it's like when we were talking about in church this morning, it's easy. And we see this all the time that people will take verses of scripture that match what they feel like they want to say their agenda, their agenda, and they'll take them and they'll use them, but there's no context behind it. And it's not how it was written. Mm -hmm. If somebody, if I wrote a book or if I wrote a paper and somebody took one sentence from me yeah. and used it within their own context and, and didn't try to understand what I was saying or misrepresented what I was saying, I would be angry. Absolutely. In higher education, we call that plagiarism. Ooh. And we see people doing this constantly. Like this is just, you know, and not just, I mean, yes, it upsets me with scripture and biblical context because that's like, you know, we're talking about eternity here, but it also upsets me and like media and stuff like that. But then you have other really good examples of like how it could affect relationships. And you talked about Snoop Dogg and Gail King and yeah. it affected their relationship, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, we're what we're going to do is that was kind of to set the foundation to kind of let you see oh my bad i just kept oh, talking oh no 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 that was okay. good no that okay. was good that was actually a good way for me to transition so we kind of set the foundation so that you understand like how we're coming to you so we're actually going to make this a little bit more personal and then we're also going to try to leave you with some ways and some things to think about so that when you are communicating or you're delivering a message making sure that you're also providing the context and then how to respond is if you get information or you're um, communicating with someone and you don't understand the context of, of how to kind of follow through and, and get the context without completely, you know, like they say, disassoci disassociating yourself or cutting it off or being like, OK, I don't get it, I don't understand when it's really the context is not, you know, what's being said. Um, so as as we transition, I guess we'll make this more personable. Um, I think that for me, one of the things that I have to constantly remember is that I expect everyone to kind of know 
where I am when I'm saying something. And, and it's crazy because some people get it, but then, you know, some people don't. So for, for instance, me and Jamal, everybody should know who Jamal is by now. If you don't go back and listen to all our other episodes until <laughs> you hear Jamal's name. Specifically episode two. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's, he was actually our guest on that one. Yeah. So anyways, so me and Jamal, like because of our relationship, because of our tight bond and how much we communicate and growing up together, I can say something to him and because he knows me, he can pick out the context or kind of what I'm getting at by what I'm saying. Whereas, you know, maybe sometimes at work or something like I'm just moving through, just doing things. And I just kind of like, boom, drop this phrase off or um, like say something. And then people are like, okay, I don't know what he's talking about. Or they take it out of context, (laughs) Yeah, you know? And, and just remembering that there is a difference there and that the relationship matters and that how well you know the person and the person knows you matters. Because with Jamal, I can just I literally can call him randomly and just be like, oh, my gosh, hey, blah, 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 blah. And then he'll be like, got it. Yeah. And take it in context. I can be at work and I can say blah, 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 blah. And people feelings will get hurt. They get all in their emotions. They, I can't believe Daryl said that. I can't believe Daryl did that. And in my mind, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I expected you to be like closer, closer um, to me or closely bonded to me to where you would have understood the context. And most of the times, like I would hope people know me well enough to know that uh, my intent is never malicious. So if I'm saying something and you don't understand the context and you get in your feelings, you know that I'm not being malicious towards you. Um, That's just, hey, that was free. So that's one of the things that I kind of want to talk about, like personally with with context. And I think that, I mean, relationship context is so important because it really boils down to communication. Right. And I think you bring up a good point because I have some. I have a couple tips here in front of me about how to uncover context Mm -hmm. from somebody else. Mm. But I think that it's important to think about how you're also implying context. If you're in a community, if you're in like the realm of communicating with somebody. Um, And I think it's important to, to what going back to the situations you just talked about is just having this, like sometimes it's appropriate no matter how much another person knows you or understands you. Right. It's appropriate just to maybe state additional context behind why you're saying something. I think really clarify. Yeah. I think that's good to do anyways. Yeah. So sometimes even when I'm talking to Jamal, like now um, we were just texting the other day about clothes and shoes and stuff uh, because he was coming to me for some advice about about attire and stuff and um you know and i was sharing with him about different shirts and i was like oh my gosh he's asking me about this he's not <laughs> going to get this context that i'm using it in because i was telling him about the different type of shirts like dress shirts versus casual shirts um and like how you can wear those and by dressing them up and down mm-hmm. and i was just firing it off because he asked me i was like blah blah blah, blah. and i'm like oh my gosh you don't He's not going to grasp the context that I'm using this in talking about this shirt is for this. This shirt is for that. These shoes can go with this shirt. If you wear these pants mm-hmm. without a tie, you can do this. with <laughs> a, You know what I mean? And I was just dropping. I was like, OK, let me back up. And then I had to give him context yeah. of what I was referring to when I was talking about the type of shoes, shirts, pants, you know, and ties that you can wear. Yeah. And he didn't have any of that. And I wish I could have saw his face on the other end of the phone <laughs> when I was just hitting him with it. Um, But yes, I think it's good to be aware of that. But I think it's good to just do general practices by kind of leading with what the context is. And it doesn't have to be 
you know, drawn out or extravagant. So, And if you're the one that's doing the communicating and trying to communicate a certain point, um, one of the girls in our small group this morning said something that, you know, we've talked about a lot before in different, <laughs> in different contexts on this show. Um, but we, it's really important to understand the contextual background that somebody is coming from when they're speaking to you. This is why I think it's so incredibly important for like a team that works together often to do bonding exercises where they get to know each other outside of the realms of their responsibilities on a personal level. Because we've talked about this before in say the code switch episodes and the interracial episodes where we come from such different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And yes, a lot of it has to do with our different cultures and our different skin colors. But a lot of times it's going to happen no matter what, because not everybody is coming to some to the work or to the table with the same mindset, with the same culture, with the same family background. And so no matter what, people need to be able to get to know each other on a personal level. Right. And when you think it doesn't matter, it actually may matter. It may matter. And the other way mm-hmm. around, when you think it should matter to some people, they may think, oh, this doesn't really matter. And I think it's important. You said something the other day. Um, I think you were talking about a conversation that you had and you said, you know, I overheard a different conversation mm-hmm. with somebody and somebody was, you know, saying something that might have been it might have sounded a little bit crazy mm-hmm. you're saying i i could have said the exact same thing but i couldn't have said it in the exact same way that person did because right. of the way that i know that people view me right because i'm a black man yeah and i think that's important context for you to know but it also might be important context for you to communicate with other people that like may maybe you you might not think i'm that excited about things and maybe i get excited but because of the contextual background of my environment i can't show myself as that right. excited about these things and that doesn't have to do with the fact that i'm not excited about this certain thing it's just the fact that my context is a lot different than yours right yeah and so i think that's important when you think about relationships whoa. and communicating that's very important um wow that was yep I just said a lot. <laughs> oh, that was good though. I needed all of that. You know what? And 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 I accept that. And um, you know, within context, <laughs> I got to make sure that when I'm saying that, if I communicate that, that the person understands that I'm not. You know, I feel like if I said that, and this is just me, um, you know, speaking right now, and hopefully this doesn't go too far off on a tangent so that we can try to stay within our time frame. But, (laughs) you know, if I share that or do that, I just want to make sure that even by me putting the context out of what I'm trying to say and the reason why I'm saying it is not still taken out of context. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, no, that was good what you just said, because I feel like I, I don't do that. And that is a practice that I could definitely apply. And I would encourage you know, more people to do that. I mean, I think everybody should do that, but I think it's really important. Like, I feel like most misunderstandings happen when people don't understand the context behind either the immediate thing that was said or, but I think more, more often it happens when there's an underlying principle or, um, background or issue that you just don't see. So that happened with me and you the other day. Over a watch. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> it did. I know. I and and I take responsibility. I tried to make it. Let me tell y'all what happened. <laughs> They'll be laughing. Don't fall back. You know, we hey, we talking. We've been vulnerable and and personable here now. Go ahead. So, anyways, I tried to make it right, but she went to bed mad at me. <laughs> And woke up the next morning still mad at me. And then finally decided not to be mad when we got back home from work. So anyways, I was on the couch. I tried to rub her shoulder to be like, hey, baby, like I made I did everything that I thought I was supposed to do. I know she liked the physical contact. So I reached over, rubbed her shoulder like, hey, we all good. Everything is good. <laughs> but anyways, let me tell you what happened. So um, since we're talking about context. So we have been really working hard on um, our finances and trying sure. to make sure that we are doing the best that we can together as a family to financially position ourselves to do some things that we want to do. So um, she went and bought a watch, a cheap watch, might I add. Um, I ain't going to tell them how much, but it was a cheap watch. It was really cheap. Um, from the store. And she came home with it and it looked nice. It was a nice watch. I didn't know. It was, I thought it was more than what it was, but she found a nice looking cheap watch. <laughs> so I saw the watch. And I was like, oh, wow, that's a nice watch. And she was like, oh, yeah, I bought it today. So me being the person that I am, <laughs> I immediately thought that she should have knew the context that this comment that I made would have been coming from. I'm like, oh, wow. Well, that's nice. You can go out and buy watches now, huh? And when I said that, she got all bent out of shape because of what I said and how I said it. And when I thought back, I was like, I didn't give her any context. And she was stuck on the fact that I said that and not what I was meaning or what the underlining message or the intent of me making that comment was. It wasn't really about the watch. It was about like, all right, you got the watch for six dollars. Oh, I said it. Six dollars. <laughs> it was literally six ninety nine. Six dollars. That's cool. You don't have to tell me when you spend the six dollars. Just be cognizant like this that we're going to have to save them six dollars somewhere else because we got our budget pretty tight, plan, tightly planned out. And my point was that my point was like, all right, cool. Like, I don't care about the watch. You can get the watch. Like, let's just think through because we're going to have to save the six ninety nine somewhere else. And it was more about the principle of us sticking to what our plan is. And I told her, I even said this. I was like, she said something back to me. She snapped at me. She was like, oh my gosh, it's a $6, a $6 watch. I'm like, I can't believe you're even talking to me about it. I'm like, every dollar counts. So you got to you gotta calculate for it from somewhere. I just want to make, and that was my whole point was to tell her like, hey, that's cool. You got the watch. Like, all right. Like, so now we just got to remember that when we're talking about our overall budget. Um, so that was the whole point. But the context was not there because I didn't say you didn't say half that anything up front. And I was just like, all right, you got that six dollar watch. Just remember that now. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, is he really about to give me a lecture about buying a six dollar watch? But it wasn't about the watch. It right. was about the context of the comment was that, hey, we accountability. Hey, we got this budget. We're trying to stick by it. So just remember, you got that watch so that moving forward. When you think you need that coffee, you really don't need it because you got the watch. Right. And that was what the point of it was. <laughs> but I didn't say any of that. And she was right. sour for the rest of the night <laughs> and the next morning and the next day. And then finally, I was mad. <laughs> she was mad. And I didn't, I didn't and I didn't get it. But the moral of the story is since we're talking about context and yeah. like putting it out front, I should have led with the context or at least the context of the comp comment that i was making i should say hey baby like i'm glad you got that watch that's good hey just remember like you got that's your watch you got it i'm happy for you it looked really nice 
we got to still meet our budget this month. <laughs> well, However, however you want to do that, I support you in it and I believe in you. Just remember it. And I should have just left it at that. But I just said it in like five words and she was just bitter about it. Yeah, it was. It was well, I mean, so since we're since we're talking about this and the, and the reality is like I could never place all blame for any argument on you because I had just as equal a part. But it is funny. I think this is why it's important. And we talk about relationship communication in context. And this is why it's important because of stuff like this, because um, I feel like we managed to communicate very well. But every once in a while, there's still a snafu. Like nobody is ever going to be perfect at this. And so um in the context of a $6 watch, as you said that, I took it totally different because, and again, this is where context comes into play. Right. For me, I was like, I was proud of myself because I was out <laughs> looking for a birthday present. And you found it. And I saw this one and I was like, oh my gosh, I have been <laughs> needing, like my other watch broke because I got it. It's It was a great watch and like one of the super high tech like connects to your phone. But it was a free watch for me that my brother-in-law graciously gave me but it had been in a warehouse for a couple of years like it was a demo and it had been a warehouse so it worked for a few years and it was great and then it just has been it dies within like five minutes of charging it so I'm like man I've been without a watch for about six months and I saw this like it's an analog literally guys 699 watch and I'm like oh my gosh I've needed a watch for so long I keep looking at my wrist and I don't have any watch so I find this six dollar watch and I'm so proud of myself because I'm like Daryl would be proud of me I didn't go buy a hundred dollar watch I found a six dollar watch so my context was like i'm so proud of myself and he's like you just spent money (laughs) that's right and we never talked about the context i got mad right away and he he was like what the heck why are you mad about this i'm like i'm just telling you like so we never actually like talked about and communicated the context and i think that's i think that's a great example of why this is important yeah yeah i i just so to tell y'all what happened she said we didn't really talk about it because we did let me tell you what happened i'm about to tell her what happened too because she's finding this out in real time just like you all are listening to us in real time through the recording so i just went and i just deducted the seven dollars from our miscellaneous budget and and that's what I did. And then I just went back and looked at all of the other little miscellaneous stuff. And wherever the difference was, I just put it to the watch. So <laughs> it wasn't about the six or the seven dollars. It was really literally like just making sure that we understood and we remembered as we were coming to the end of the month that we were going to have to reconcile our budget. Yep. And we we're going to have to account for that seven dollars. So. And I think it's a good I think it's. I as petty as this example may sound to some people. Oh, I, this one petty, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. I wish you could have saw your face. It, yeah, I was mad. I know, but it does provide a really good example of why context is so important yeah. on both sides. So I think since we gave that example, I wasn't really going to go there and, and took up a little bit more time than I wanted to, but let's get through the rest of your tips. Did you have a couple more over there? I have tips on how to, and this is really in, again, the relationship realm. Yes. Like I said, like from one person's example and kind of what you just said was really like giving a little bit more background and context up front so that somebody is not left guessing. Yeah. But I have tips um, from the other side. And so if you are listening to somebody, because a lot of times when we, 
listen. What we're doing is listening with trying to figure out the intent or how to reply to somebody Mm -hmm. instead of listening for their entire story. And I think that hinders relationships immensely. And so I think I love these tips. And the first one is give the other person your full attention. It sounds so elementary, but how often do we do this? Right. You know what? And I think that, and I'm going to keep it short, um, because when you said that, like my brain just started firing on all cylinders, but I think that goes back to the beginning where we're talking about the different types of context and where you're talking about physical, which is the place and you know, how things are being said, like physically, like listening with your ears, like that part, we kind of shut down. Um, because what you just said, we're looking to respond. Right. And I think that's so important when you're talking about the types of context on the other side. I know you're talking about if you're listening, but on the other side, um, making sure that like you're observing the person of how they're receiving information. Mm, Yeah. I I think is important to do because I like what you just said. And on the other side of what you just said of listening. I know I'm always watching to see if they actually are listening. If I'm saying they just nodding, they're just trying to rush me through the conversation, blah, blah. Like, I'm just like, okay, they're not going to get this. Right. So how can I break this down as best (laughs) as possible so that they understand what I'm saying and it's in context? True. So, all right, let's jump back on the other side. If you're listening, the other side, if you're listening, remember that you don't need to respond. Ooh, you just stepped on like so many toes. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Because you feel like you have to, I think, and actually we're taught this, like being higher education professionals, especially working with students and like we're kind of in the touchy-feely realm, but you were always taught active listening. I put air quotes around that. Air quotes. Yeah, y'all can see that. Um, But we're always taught active listening principles and I'm not making fun of them. I think that they're very valuable because you you know, try to make sure people understand that, you know, that they're listening. But since I have been married to you, (laughs) I've realized that some people like Daryl don't like active listening principles. So those principles of like, I'm actively listening. So I'm nodding my head as you're speaking. And then I'm repeating back to you what you, and then I'm like jumping into, um, uh, and this is what they teach you to do in active listening. I'm jumping back in to summarize what you just said. Right. And you hate that. You hate it when I do that. You hate, and this is just something like we've been ingrained with, but for a lot of people, what it means is that you're trying to jump in and finish finish their conversation instead Mm -hmm. of actually listening to them. Yeah. And when you do that, you miss out on a lot of details that could be provided. One of the people who honestly is best at this I've found is my supervisor. Active listening. Um, listening, 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 listening. She like, I've never met anybody with so much patience who there could be opportunities for her to jump in. And I try to learn from her because there could be opportunities for her to jump in and to correct something that I'm saying or to like correct, um, like, well, no, that's not what I meant. So even when I'm telling her how I feel about something she might've said, she still doesn't jump in and say like, no, that that's not what I meant. She lets me finish my entire sentence so she can think about it and respond. And it's like the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Cause I'm not like that at all. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but you know what? One of the things but I'm that learning you from said, her. <laughs> good. 
So, and I know we've said this in previous episodes, or you've said that in a previous episode or previous episodes, you tell me or you say, and I know like some of the similarities that we have, your supervisor mm, have. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and one of the things, and I know your supervisor, and, and one of the things that they do, and, and I love that they do this when you're talking about listening, listening, without jumping in, I know that the listening is happening because I'm very observant. So when I'm talking, I'm looking like that eyes are locked in and I can see the, the, you know, the slight head tilts and and I can kind of see like you're listening, listening to make sure that you're understanding what I'm saying, as opposed to following the active listening guidelines to confirm to me (laughs) that, you know, that I know that, you know what I'm saying. And listen, I'm not knocking it because there are times, I think especially if you are a supervisor of people and you need to reconfirm or summarize what they said for cases of like, get rid of any misunderstanding before it happens, that type of thing. I think it has its place. Let them finish first. But yeah, let them finish. (laughs) Let them finish. Yeah. So let me make sure this is what you're saying. (laughs) I ain't even said the whole thing yet. I literally just started the phrase. So let me make sure. Okay, so this is what you're saying so that I understand. <laughs> if you listen to everything that I'm saying, you might understand it a little bit better at the end. Go ahead, though. What else? What else you got? Um. Okay, so then I only have two more. Okay. Ask lots of thoughtful questions. So after you're done listening, listening, and that person is done talking and providing you the information and you think of a bunch, like there might be a bunch of things that maybe were left on the table or it just weren't closed. There was no closing the loop, so to speak. Ask a lot of questions because that will provide you background context. And I think of that, I mean, this is super important in my job because for me, analyzing data, the integrity of the data and the integrity of the story we're trying to tell, whether that's to get it to marketing to tell a story um, and to advertise something or whether it's to report it up the ladder about, you know, we have to be so careful. I have to be so careful with the integrity of my data. And so asking a lot of questions about what that means and about the different variables or the other word for variables would be context behind Mm -hmm. it is so so important so i think this is a great tip is ask lots of questions if you're in a conversation with somebody and you don't understand or you need a little bit more to get that context think of that think of that while you're asking those questions yeah i think that's a good point yeah and then my last one is be open to whatever path the conversation will take i think that and you might have more to say but what you just said like being open to where the conversation may lead you when you're talking about context, even if you follow everything that we're saying right now, it may lead you somewhere else. So if you lead with context and then the other person is listening, listening and asking you questions, you may get to a point to where the information and what your original context was may lead you to a place to like wow we really needed to get here and this was really important and this really needed to be addressed or discussed um, and being open to that I think is important on both sides because if I have my agenda is what I'm going to call it and I share that with you through this is the context I'm coming from and then you confirm that wow I get it this is the context but 
I feel like this is what we should be talking about. I got to let that go. I got to be open to that. And I can't be like, but my agenda, but my context, Yeah. you know, I got to be open that. Okay. We got it out the way. You do understand where I'm coming from, but it has led us to this point and we really need to talk about this and you have to be open to completely, probably flipping 180, the context of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's something that's hard because when people like, you know, they have a point they want to make, they have an agenda and their whole energy is to make sure that their agenda is is like known and the context of what they're saying is known that if you try to flip it or you bring up something else no 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 no, that's not my agenda now you're taking my context out of context even though what you're saying is very important yeah i that oh my gosh we could talk for like three more hours on that because you brought up agenda and it's just a i mean that is a political term you know not in term i mean kind of in terms of like actual politics like when we talk about you know elections and politics and government but i'm not even talking about that i'm talking about politically in any organization you understanding what is your agenda versus what is what is the objective of the conversation is so important that's a high leadership skill because if you're a leadership administrative level or you know whatever level of leader you are any leader should automatically know what their own agenda is Mm -hmm. know when it's important like sometimes an agenda is important enough and needs to be the focus and you need to keep it on track that way but you are not going to make any friends if all you're doing is listening for your agenda and if it's not if the conversation is not going that way, you shut it down, you're not going to be in a good leader. I've struggled with that before, too. And I'll tell you what really? the found. Yeah, I have. I'll tell you what the foundation of that is uh, surrounded around power mm. and the interpretation of power, depending on who's in the space. Yes. Um, and, and this is where I've struggled with it. I, since I said that, people are probably like, what? And you just said, really? People who know me know like that stuff doesn't really bother me. No. But if and, and I'll tell you how it used to rear its head. If I was ever involved in a conversation with someone who felt like they had to have the power, mm. but I was trying to get us through what we needed to get through in that moment. Mm-hmm. that's where for me like that that conflict would happen and it's not because I had to be in power or I felt like I had to be in charge it was because we got 30 minutes to get through this and yeah. and I have an agenda for us to do that yeah so let's do that man that should maybe that should be our next one is power dynamics and agendas Ooh. And organization Ooh. we'll have to do that in like three or four episodes yeah we no um yeah but so that's where when I said that and, and I and I have had to deal with that and periodically I still do where like really? uh, where I'm just having a conversation where I'm in a meeting And I'm leading the meeting, but someone is in there who always feels like their voice has to be heard in that instance or they have to make sure that they're demonstrating that they are of some authority or of some power. Gotcha. And I'm just like, all right, we get it. Like, you don't have to say something every single time I say something like we can talk about this later or schedule a follow up meeting or you can follow up with a recap, including what you felt like needed to be addressed. But we got this 30 minute meeting to be respectful of everyone's time 
And it's not something that's like priority or urgent. You know, I know we're talking about being open to where the conversation may lead you. But it's when it's just purely just for them to push their agenda or for them to push the context of what they want you to take away from it. Like, I'm just like, he ain't got time for that. Yeah. I doesn't say I know you to be very diplomatic. Yeah, you are diplomatic, but you're also very driven with like what needs to get done for the betterment yes. of the organization. The betterment of as a whole. Yeah. And so I know that like some of those political things drive you crazy. Oh my God. Drives me nuts. <laughs> this say, I'm surprised because you usually don't even let it get to you. You're just like, this is ridiculous. Like I'm going to keep my mouth shut and then we'll be done with this meeting and uh, we can go do what we need to do. To sometimes that's the approach that I take when I, done. when I know we have time for that. Yeah. But then I'm just like, there's sometimes where, okay, we only got this room for an hour. Right. And we need to get this And they're going to kick yeah. us out in an hour because we reserved this room. Like, right. I know like you, I don't care who perceives that, who has the power in this space. Yeah. I don't care about none of that. My thing is we got to move this forward and yeah. we need to talk about moving this forward. Right. And whatever else you have to say to add to it, we can do that later. But yeah, that's where the, uh, yeah, so it, it does happen periodically, not so much now. Um, but sometimes people test my patience and try me and see And every now and then. I'm just like, all right, listen here, <laughs> we ain't got time for this. Well, I think those would be good. Future topics. Yeah. Agenda. Definitely. Yeah. We'll write political power. Yeah, political power. Advocacy. Oh, as a man. Leader. Yeah. I think right. those are good terms. It's cool. So for this right. one. Yeah, um, for this one. Sorry. Context. Yeah. From both, <laughs> like, what are we yeah, talking about? I know. Context. Oh, I got it. Context from both sides. If you're the one communicating, making sure that um, you are remembering that. Um, people may not know you as well as you think they do, or they may not know you as well as you think they should. So leading with context so that the understanding of what you're communicating is received. And then if you're on the other side, you're actually listening, listening so that whatever the context is of the conversation or in the relationship, it is being appropriately received. And if it's not, then I think what April said about asking those questions, making sure you ask, ask, ask to get to the bottom of it so that you're not leaving and you're not understanding or the context of the conversation um, wasn't received. And then on the other side, if you're the one communicating that they understand what you're communicating in the context of what you're communicating is received. So the importance of context super important yes and don't believe everything you read on the social media please don't (laughs) all right well that's it that's that until the next time yep bye peace hey everybody thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe on any podcast platform and make sure that you rate us also we do have a youtube channel if you prefer to watch our antics and we also provide closed captioning and if you want to know more about us Go check us out on our website at successinblackandwhite.com or you can reach out to us directly on social media. My social media handle is I am Daryl Lovett on all platforms. And mine is April Dawn Lovett on all platforms.